All right, everybody. Uh, I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano again for Sports Plus Live. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube on Thursday night, or if you're on the Sports Plus podcast, this is a big one. We've got almost too many things to talk about. Uh, a lot of news coming on this Thursday, but let's get to the biggest stuff first. We just got off a Zoom call with Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak. The Cardinals are have a plan in place. They're going to come back this weekend. They're going to have a lot of reinforcements along with them. Frank, what's the first part of this you even want to get to? Because there's so much to dive into. Okay, there's two things. Number one, Dylan Carlson becoming a major leaguer for the first time is the sexiest thing to come out of this whole COVID-19 crazy season for the Cardinals. Secondly is John Mozeliak on the phone with Enterprise Leasing renting 41 Priuses for his team to drive to Chicago this weekend. Can you imagine that? And I don't think they're Priuses, but uh, I wonder if they demand, like, we have to have 41 Mercedes Benzes for our star athletes to drive to Chicago to play baseball. <laughs> I can't picture a few of these guys have been fitting in a Prius, so I think they're going to need something a little bigger. But, yeah, Dylan Carlson coming up. Let's talk about that first because – that is what I am most excited about. And Mosellock said what he said before. His understanding is that he's going to play. And he's probably going to have to play because the Cardinals are going to need the offense with guys out. So I am very excited. Yeah, especially with two outfielders out. You know he's going to start at least one game on Saturday against the White Sox. And if he hits, he may start another. I think we're going to have nine to ten doubleheaders down the stretch. So in this very sad and convoluted, crazy season, the one great thing is we're going to find out, you know, maybe by the end of September, just how special Dylan Carlson can be. And, I mean, Cardinals fans have been clamoring for him for quite a while. And if people maybe have gotten a little turned off by two weeks with no baseball, I think this is going to jolt them awake right away because this is who everybody's been waiting to see. Uh, those two Saturday games are going to be must-see. Let's talk about a little bit of a news update here. John Mozeliak confirmed another staff member had tested positive for COVID-19 over the past uh, week when they were doing testing back here in St. Louis. That's 10 players and eight staff, so a lot of roster moves are coming. But the Cardinals, after two weeks, are getting ready to play baseball again which, I mean, throughout this whole thing, we never really knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and I guess uh, another silver lining in this is that this team is going to have Jose Okindo coaching third base, I believe. He'll be coaching uh, somewhere on this, on this uh, roster right now. He's been in Springfield working with the young players. But if Jose Okindo is with your major leaguers every day, that is a good thing. And there's no questions asked there because he's one of the greatest baseball minds, one of the greatest baseball people we've ever had. And it's just good to see him back in a, in a major league uniform. A few more news notes. We'll get to some, uh, we'll get to talking about the schedule a little bit. They moved Austin Gomber to the COVID IL, but Mosaic said he's not tested positive. Just from tracing and what they've done, uh, they want to be safe and keep him away just in case he were to test positive. So Austin Gomber, uh, not on the roster right now. Adam Wainwright, I believe Mo said, is going to start that first game in Chicago. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, I'm pretty sure it's a bullpen game for the second game of the doubleheader. Is that, if I remember right? Keep going. 
I think it was a bullpen game for the second game of the doubleheader. And then I, I remember, I think Dakota Hudson is throwing in the third game on Sunday. I hope I have that right. I know there's a bullpen game. Yeah. I know Adam Wainwright is going to be the first guy to pitch. Yeah, and I think that's a, you know, it's a wise decision. You know, we talked to Adam the other day uh, for an interview, and Wainwright said he's been throwing into a net. That's in addition, of course, to him throwing in his hotel room in Milwaukee. So he may be the sharpest of the group. But it's amazing when you think about it, Corey, 16 days, 16 days without a baseball game and very little baseball activity. Although we have heard that over the last couple of days, some of the players have been getting individual work done at, uh, at Bush Stadium. You uh, interviewed Adam Wainwright a couple of days ago, and he is just chomping at the bit to get back, you could tell, uh, among other things you guys discussed, obviously, of refuting the rumors of how COVID may have infiltrated the clubhouse. But he said he and his teammates, they just want to play baseball, and they'll take it about any way they can get it. And they're going to get a lot of baseball here in this last month of the season or so. It's going to be a crazy stretch, and from everything I'm hearing – they're going to plan on getting as many games as they can. They want that 60. Yeah, I don't think they can get to 60, but I think there's a reasonable chance, you know, they can get to 50. And if you get to 50, you know, you just put their winning percentage, you know, against the Cubs, who they may not catch. But, you know, there's an extra layer of playoffs. They got a shot. I just, you know, am concerned about with all these double headers and the rest and durability of some of your really valuable arms because you don't want to jeopardize the career of, say, Jack Flaherty, you know, to salvage something in a 50-game season. I, I agree, Frank, for sure. That becomes the big concern for me right now. You don't want to try to rush back to salvage whatever this was and end up hurting your guys that could impact them the rest of their career. So that's going to be something uh, to watch. I think we might see quite a few debuts here. Uh, over the next month to make sure they don't run down guys' arms. So that could be really interesting. Let me ask you this. If you were another team and the Cardinals don't play the full 60-game schedule and MLB decides to take it by winning percentage, gives the Cardinals a playoff spot over a team that played a full schedule that had more wins than them, what are you thinking? Well, I think that most teams – are pretty considerate of what the Cardinals have had to endure all these stops and starts and a 16 day layoff and having their teammates get ill. I don't know. I, I, I think if the Cardinals get in, you know, it'll be because they earned it. And I don't think anybody will be bitter about it. I think people will be gracious about it. And then the Cardinals are a likable franchise. Now, if this were the Astros, people would say, Hey, they deserve, they need to play 60 games. That's not representative. But it's the St. Louis Cardinals, and I think they'll be, you know, granted the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully that's the case. Brian on Facebook uh, asking about seven-inning doubleheaders. Yep, that's coming for sure as a way to cut down as much as they can on uh, wearing these guys out. The Cardinals are going to have a lot of seven-inning doubleheaders. John Mosellock said, we don't know the full how the schedule is going to shape up yet. That could be coming in the next few days. Uh, but for now, the Cardinals are planning on going to Chicago, having everybody that has been quarantined drive up there, some guys who they're adding from Springfield bus there, uh, to meet in Chicago for a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, I This is just such a weird situation, but I'm happy we're getting baseball back. All right. Uh, I like the seven-inning doubleheader, by the way. Let me just 
Let me let me say on the seven inning doubleheader that is tailor made for this club because you don't have one starter. I don't care how good Jack Flaherty is uh, with what he's gone through. You don't have one starter who you think, yeah, he's going to give me six innings. So the fewer the innings the Cardinals play in these doubleheaders, the better off they're going to be. I agree, and I, I mean, I'll take as much baseball as I can. I love day night doubleheaders uh, when they happen in the season, although they're pretty rare. So as a fan, I'm really going to love this. Your whole day is Cardinals baseball coming up for a lot of days foreseeably. So I think this could be pretty fun. Yeah, we just need our Tyler O'Neill, who plays on our Fantasy League baseball team, to be out there every <laughs> Saturday and hitting home runs for us all Saturday, all Sunday, all Monday. We need him to win a championship. And right now we are in first place by six and a half points. That's how the evening began. We have a spectacular club. You've been an outstanding uh, president of player personnel. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. But don't don't be anointing me yet. We got to make it to the end here. Let's get to some questions. That's right. Oh, uh, they're passing by pretty fast. Let me see if I remember these. Somebody was asking on Facebook. They're gonna have to make up these games. Like we said, they're gonna try and make up as many as they can. We don't think it's possible to have the full 60 gamer, but they're gonna try to make them up. Uh, somebody asking about Jack Flaherty's contract. I mean, hopefully, uh, I don't think this is the season to get anything done. Hopefully the Cardinals don't do anything to make Jack Flaherty mad here. You talked about how valuable a commodity is. Hopefully they're handling him correctly. And just by showing how they're not going to trot him out here in these first few games, I think that's a good sign. Jack Flaherty did an interview with Mike Claiborne on Claibs Online and went out of his way to express a great deal of gratitude for the Cardinals in allowing him to express his feelings on social injustice and supporting him. So I think the Cardinals got some brownie points with Jack. That's good. Last uh, Cardinals-related thing here. Brian asking on Facebook again about expanding the rosters. This is the thing I may be most critical about baseball right now. Having a set 40-man roster for this kind of season just seems kind of ludicrous. With all the hoops, especially the Cardinals, that they're going to have to jump through to take guys on, put guys off. Guys might have to clear waivers, but they're not expanding the rosters. It's going to be, I think we're at, we're at 28 now, um, and a 40-man is still the 40-man. So no expansion of rosters. I wish they would have come up with a way to kind of circumvent the 40-man rules for this year because I, I really don't think it's fair. That Major League Baseball would give the Cardinals a break with the roster and maybe allow two extra players. And he said, absolutely not. That's not happening. All right, so lots of Cardinals coverage. Uh, we'll have it all for you on air and online. Oh. Oh, we're still on here. It looked like we lost it for a second, but we're back. Okay, we're still on. Uh, we have a lot of Cardinals covered for you tonight at 10 and online at KSDK.com. Let's get to the other big news of today, which is some of the biggest news we've had around in a while and some positive news. We have a name for our MLS team, the St. Louis City SC. I'm going to make sure I get it right because there's a lot of S's and C's in there. Uh, Frank, uh, what do you think of the name and the color scheme and the, and the whole deal? I know you talked to Carolyn Kindle Betts uh, earlier today. Everybody's pretty excited. Some good news for a change here in St. Louis sports. Yeah, I like it. I know I put it out on uh, Twitter, and I think it was probably 50-50, maybe even 55-45 against. But here's the way I look at it. It's almost like 
if your wife got plastic surgery and she comes home and you say, and she asks, what do you think? What are you supposed to say? I don't like it. Look, these families, you know, the Taylor family, the Kavanaugh family, they didn't have to do this. They could have made a lot more money putting it in, you know, mutual funds. This is not a cash cow, the MLS. So they've done some great things and they wanted to come up with a name, St. Louis City, that kind of, you know, kind of energizes a city that's been kind of, you know, pretty desolate and has had a lot of bad things said about it. But I don't mind it at all. That's just the way soccer goes. And, you know, I, I love the, the color scheme. I love that red and that blue. I think it looks good. You know, I would have gone with the Stallions, but I'm a little bit partial. But I, I don't have a problem with St. Louis City. Yeah, I saw uh, your tweet, Frank. It blew up. Everybody uh, had an opinion to weigh in. And I- I'm kind of in the same boat as you here. I, it, I'm just happy to have a team. It's going to be good for the city. Uh, I went through a few different phases. This morning when I first saw it, it was going to be, I was not going to lie, I was a little disappointed because I had my own ideas of, of what I wanted to see. And then it kind of grew on me. And I was like, okay, maybe I actually like this. And now I'm just kind of to the acceptance where, hey, I'll take what I can get. Uh, I, I liked everything they said uh, for why they chose what they chose, uh, trying to unite a bunch of different places. And, hey, we're all one city. We're all one together. Uh, I liked everything they said and the reasoning for all of it. Uh, and I'm not a huge soccer guy, so I can't be too snobby about the names because I, I, that's how that's how these teams are named. That's the way it is. You look around the league, teams are named in this style. So that's just how it goes for soccer. Yeah. And, Corey, what are the odds that this thing doesn't work out when you have ownership like that at the top? I mean, when you have crappy owners, you have crappy teams. Stan Kroenke here in St. Louis, living proof. Bill DeWitt in St. Louis, a classy guy who's done the right thing. I mean, when you have enterprise leasing and worldwide technology coming together, I think you're going to hire a really good sporting director. I think you're going to hire a really good coach. And I think you're going to build one of the coolest stadiums of all time. I don't see how this thing's going to be a failure. Maybe they don't win the whole thing in the first couple of years, but long-term, these two successful families merging, it's going to work. I think that's a good bet. And we do have to wait a little bit longer uh, because of the pandemic. St. Louis City SC has been, uh, their inaugural season has been pushed back from 2022 to 2023. So we're going to have to wait a little longer. But that's just more time for them to tease us with some cool stuff. And I think they definitely uh, know the way to do things. They've shown it so far. I'm looking forward to these next few years leading up to when they first hit the pitch, I got to like brush up on my soccer lingo, I, I guess. I, I yeah. start watching some Premier League games. <laughs> we got a lot of time to watch. Three years till there's soccer here. That's crazy how long we're going to have to wait for this, but um, better late than never. For sure. Okay, last thing for this uh, week in this episode. Let's get to the Blues, who are in the playoffs also. It's just a, a news mania here. We, uh, they had the late game last night. Didn't get over till around midnight. Uh, I was up watching, and I will say they lost 5-2 to two to the Canucks in, in game one. But I will say, I think they look better than they had in any game yet this playoffs. Craig Berube kind of mentioned that in his post-game press conference. So, I mean, it's not the result you want, but things I think are trending positively, and you know Chief's going to have this team ready to respond. Well, just think what you just said. That's the best they've looked, and they just lost by three goals 
against a team that barely made the playoffs. <laughs> that doesn't seem real encouraging. But I will say this. It's going to come down to Jordan Bennington. And I have complete confidence in the guy because he's been off the charts sensational ever since he's gotten here. And keep in mind, he had a clunker or two in the postseason, in fact, in the Stanley Cup final, and he came back and played great. I think he will do that. But here's the thing is if you have a bad game and he's allowed 11 goals in his last two games, even as great as he is, sometimes your confidence wanes. I just hope he comes out tomorrow night at 5 o'clock and is off the charts great. But there's another Jordan named Jordan Spieth who had the kind of beginning that Jordan Bennington had and won all those majors, and we were thinking, Jack Nicholas's record is, is in jeopardy. Tiger Woods, he's going to go right past you. Well, we haven't heard from Jordan Spieth in about three years. Now, I'm not saying this is the same thing, but I'm saying sometimes even the great ones have their confidence wane, and it plays a big role. I, I think, though, Bennington tomorrow night is going to be good, and if he's not, then we're in trouble, and you'll see Jake Allen in game three. We may see Jake Allen, by the way, in game three or game four because you have those back-to-back games. But it's all about Jordan Bennington getting his mojo back. Let me ask you this. Do you think we'd be seeing the same postseason slump from the Blues if we never would have had this layoff and they went right into the playoffs like they were supposed to with the momentum? Uh, I doubt it. Um, I'll tell you another thing, too, though. Corey, Joe McLeddy was with us today on radio, and he talked a little bit about how the Blues grind. Well, you know, when you think about the Blues grinding, you think of that fourth line. You think about Alexander Steen, you think about Sammy Blay, and you think about Ivan Barbashev. How many of those guys played in game one? None. And that is a big thing here because you put them, the Canucks, on the power play six times and they scored three goals. You didn't have your grinders out there killing penalties. So, you know, in addition to Bennington, they're going to have to find a way to stay out of the penalty box and deal with that exquisite speed of Vancouver. I mean, this Pedersen is beautiful to watch. Horvat is unbelievable. Hughes is sensational. I mean, they have a, a really fun team. They may be a few years away from winning, but it's like in the movie Rocky II when, when they were training Rocky to get ready for Apollo Creed in the rematch, and Mickey the trainer said, it's speed. It's about speed. you got to be a greasy, fast Italian tank. Speed, speed, speed. And that's what this series is going to be about, controlling their speed. All right, we're about what? Well, how many at home? This is about 16 at home episodes, and we got to the first Frank Rocky reference. I am surprised it took this long, uh, but we finally got our first Frank Rocky reference, if you were counting at home. A couple more questions. Let's see. Matt asking Do you think by 2021 we'll see Enterprise Center and Bush Stadium with fans? I think that's a decent question right now because who really knows? I'll tell you what, we're going to see if there's an SEC football season. We're going to see some fans at Mizzou. Jim Sturt told you that just the other day. Yeah. And, Corey, I do think we're going to see fans. If you said if it's you go by the, the year 2021, so maybe there's not fans in January right away. But. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be fans. I'm I'm bullish on this thing. Gosh, it would just be so terrible if we have to go through this for another season. That would be terrible. 
Well, if they plan on restarting the NHL bubble in December or whenever, or restarting NHL in December, I think there's a decent chance they might do a bubble again, at least to start. Uh, and the NBA might follow suit as well. That's I'm a little worried about that right now. Yeah, it's it's been discussed. We just need that vaccine. We need Pfizer to come up with that vaccine and everybody to be safe again. I, I just, I, you know, the, the worst thing that would happen in my little sports world would be if they cut the college basketball season and the Billikens are going to be so good. I just couldn't imagine a winter without basketball, but who knows what could happen. All right. Very last thing. We have a question from somebody named Ahmad Hicks on Facebook. I'm a little bit familiar with him, I guess. Uh, what isn't he like a uh, social media guy? Uh, yeah, he's well, always in all these feeds. Uh, <laughs> um, he's, he's asking, social media. what's been more? Be- <laughs> Go ahead, Frank. <laughs> he's a social media activist. I think he's real, uh, really good guy. I, I, I heard he used to play football at Kirkwood. And sometimes, like the opposing team would say, let's throw at that guy. And then Ahmad would pick it off and go 50 the other way. I hear he was a sensational football player. <laughs> uh, I think they even may have a statue of him somewhere. If they don't, they should. His question, what's been more disappointing for us? Missing the Cardinals with COVID or watching the Blues kind of stink it up here in Edmonton so far? I'll say I've just missed baseball for the last two weeks. I mean, I can watch any baseball game, but I miss watching Cardinals baseball. I had to go without it for months, and then you're making me go without it for two more weeks. Uh, that doesn't make me happy. And the Blues, I'm still confident they're going to turn around. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals, Mod. Yeah, um, if the Blues lose in the first round, that would be the most devastating thing to happen. I mean, let's face it, the defending Stanley Cup champions going down in the first round, that would be the most brutal for me. I keep saying last thing, but I keep thinking of things. Frank, what's your list this week as top executives in St. Louis sports history? Who and anybody in particular uh, you'd like to shout out here? we got a pretty impressive list going on. We do. And I have to give Andy Muller credit, our executive producer, because we're working on this list. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Mike Claiborne. Uh, I text with a lot of people. And then Andy came up with one name. And you'll see him tomorrow. I'm not going to mention him. But it's like secretary at the Belmont. He's by far the greatest sports executive we've ever had in our town. Nobody's even close. And you may not think about him because you're thinking about the Jockeys and the Armstrongs and the Mosaylocks and stuff like that. But if you look at his body of work, nobody's even close. Well, a lot of our guys and, and uh, women we have on here change the town or change the conference. The person who you have, number one, changed an entire sport. So that's something to think about if you're looking for a hint here on who might be number one. Okay, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're live here with us on Thursday night for Sports Plus Live with all of our breaking news today, or if you're listening on the Sports Plus podcast, hopefully next time we talk to you, we'll have Cardinals baseball that they've actually played in the last few days to talk about. And the Blues will be back. Uh, ahead of their series. I'm not even going to say even ahead of their series with Vancouver. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Frank giving you cheers on his night off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>